Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave Vince Vaughn alone. It's my talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything. Stephanie Hansen in the studio with me. I'm Don McClain, producer for Jason and Alexis. He is still recovering uh, from his terrible cough, injuries, all kinds of things. You can check up with him. Jason Matheson on Instagram. And you can see all of Alexis's uh, adventures, Lex and the Cities, on her Instagram. She's in Puerto Rico right now, having a great time with her husband and family. And they look great. Everybody on the Borton overseas trip. I'm sure eating some wonderful food uh yes yeah sure you always Mofungo, get great food on those i think trips. they were having yesterday oh, you know and he on hill i'm like mad at him he yeah. makes mafungo and i've never had it but he's like always threatening to invite me over i'm like come on come get on. it get the program <laughs> yes. puerto rico has wonderful food oh yeah wonderful food i've never been but definitely oh, it's a, a great goal. place Yeah. Okay. So uh, you brought this to my attention yesterday, Stephanie. Um, Vince Vaughn, he hasn't been seen very much lately. Okay. I just feel bad. I I do too. He's fine. Like, I'm not, he's fine. I have not like intense feelings about Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I have liked him in some movies. I've not liked him in others. Sure. I just, there was an article that came out. It was, the headline was, is Vince Vaughn okay? He's barely recognizable with balding gray hair after DWI. So clearly he's having some issues, okay? The way they wrote this article, just the words they used to describe him was so ageist and so mean. <laughs> it is. I was like, what? This was Radar Online. So yeah. he looked unrecognizable. He was spotted looking disheveled and aged. Uh, He looked somber as he walked to his car before the Saints versus Rams game. He was solo, has not been seen with his wife for six months. Okay. 48. Is he doing okay? Question mark. They show him and he is balding. Um, His hair maybe is a little rumpled. It is a little gray, but you know, he looks age appropriate. It's not like he looks like a total mess. He said that he shocked onlookers with his shabby appearance and receding <laughs> hairline. Oh. Then they called him Jennifer Aniston's ex showed signs of extreme balding. I was like, okay, and it's now you not- gotta bring Jennifer Aniston into it? They haven't been together in I like know. 10 years. At least 10 years. Then they show a picture of him like probably 20 years ago. Well, I know, it's ridiculous. Though he once boasted a full head of curly brown locks, all folks could see this Sunday was his patches of thinning gray hair. <laughs> I noticed in the in the picture, because I really looked at the picture, which is obviously at least 15 years 
old. Yeah. The, yeah. I notice he already has a receding of little. Of course he does. Who cares? Like his beautiful dark locks. Yeah, but it's still receding a little bit. And yes. when you age 10 to 15 years, <laughs> it's going to go back even more. Okay. And it gets better. How about this? The actor's face also seemed to be. More wrinkled than usual. Like, <laughs> OMG. <laughs> you mean because he had his brow furrowed a little bit because people are taking pictures of him? Because he's walking into a football game. It's unclear if Vaughn's wild partying has caused problems at home as the actor made sure to keep his wedding finger hidden during his solo day outing. Uh. No, he just had his hands in his pocket because he was walking into the game and it's winter. Oh my I was God. like, whoever wrote that article for Radar Online, like, give them a creative writing award. <laughs> exactly, because that was just ridiculous. He's almost 50 years old. What do we expect yeah, from people? Yeah, he's losing his hair. He's a little gray. He's not in a show right now. Yes, he's had a DWI, so I yeah, guess. Yeah, like six months ago, Like game, game on or whatever. And I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying to, say, to just, com- like, basically to say that he is... His life is just a disheveled mess. And maybe Jen, the next line I was waiting for was like, Jen Aniston is concerned. She's <laughs> right. going to call him and try to have an intervention. And this is all just, they're making it up just by taking yes. a picture. It's one picture and then you have to write the story for the picture. I think I should get a job doing that. Oh, yeah. But I would hate myself. I would too. I couldn't <laughs> sleep at night. I would like to take him and and then line up nine other 48-year-olds at that game and see who looks the worst. Yeah. Real people. Really? I mean, real people that are 48 years old. Do you Come have on. anything like, uh, as you've aged, yeah. like I have one eye that whenever I smile, they call it the um, the jelly roll, oh. where when I smile, first of all, I have a wrinkle under there. Yeah. And then second of all, it looks like a little bit of puffy luggage. Oh, but yeah. it only happens when I smile and I'm starting to notice it in pictures all the time as I've aged. Oh, yeah. I mean, my thing is my face just seems to keep getting fatter. <laughs> I look, like all my weight isn't when I lose like even five pounds, I can tell the difference. Um, but also my lips seem to be disappearing. You yeah. Know, my top lip, when I smile, <laughs> it just isn't there anymore. But then on the flip side of that, I think if I were to get injectables in my lips, I would look so weird. It's and different. hard. Yeah. I just wouldn't be, I, I'm not going to do that. Pro- well, right now we'll see in five years. There are people that can do it very well. Yeah. And if that's a sore spot for you emotionally, sometimes people get a boost by having a little help there. I personally have had Botox. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm not above it. Oh, no um, way. I, I mean, I get it as well. <laughs> we you could, about what about this. the lip glosses? Oh, yeah. Like I mean, they have the ones that make your lips puffier. And plumper. Yeah. A little bit. And they do kind of work. It's more like a bee sting feeling, like where something's happening with the peppermint or something. I think it's just psychosomatic, really. It's like, oh, my lips are a little bit numb. I feel like they're bigger right now. It's like, no, that's just, they I'm don't talking like bigger. a platypus, but uh, my lips are really big right now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so it's all about just keeping healthy. I try to, you know, I try to take my makeup off at night and I slather all of oh, this I've Mary never Kay done overnight. That. Like thick. It's basically Vaseline. <laughs> it's pink. You know, all over I fully 100% believe in that. Yeah. There's a beauty counter product that does that or even Aquaphor. Do you oh, ever, yes. I rub that all over my face too. Aquaphor. Because you get quality. so dry. Oh, yeah. Especially in the winter. And I can definitely tell a difference if I haven't creamed myself up. <laughs> 
I know I, we look real hot going to bed, gentlemen. Oh my gosh, yeah. And <laughs> I have to me, wash my pillowcases. I've got a special pillow that's got grease all over it. <laughs> right. Don't put your hair here. Oh my God, it's so true, for sure. Okay, coming up next, uh, I'm going to talk about something that I don't want to talk about. Okay. Oh. And uh, Stephanie's going to help me along with this. I always want to get people. Oh, that's always a danger zone. <laughs> oh, it is, but I trust you. Uh, and it's it's because I, I I avoid talking about things in the morning as people are driving to work and they might be going to their job that they don't like. I don't want to depress people, but we do need to address something that's happened in the media in the last uh, week or so. And um, it has to do with uh, some young students in Washington, D.C., and uh, the reason why is because uh, one of them is going to be making an appearance with Savannah Guthrie today on the Today Show. So that is coming up next on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, uh, everything talking about things that are uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I've been avoiding this just because um, watching the video made me sad. I'm talking about um, Nick Sandman, who's one of the young gentlemen who was involved in the confrontation with a Native American who happened to be a veteran. Uh, they were all wearing uh, Make America Great Again hats. Um, it's just a weird thing where, you know, these teen boys are in a frenzy over, you know, they're, they're in Washington, D.C. There were two different events going on at the time. And I don't want to depress anybody. I know it's the morning and stuff, but we need to talk about it because Savannah Guthrie is getting a lot of heat for interviewing this kid. He will be the interview will be on the Today Show this morning. So if you want to check that out and see his side of the story, you can do that. And we have a clip right now, actually, of that interview. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you feel from this experience that you owe anybody an apology? Do you see your own fault in any way? As far as standing there, I had every right to do so. I don't, I, my position is that I was not disrespectful to Mr. Phillips. I respect him. I'd like to talk to him. I mean, in hindsight, I wish we could have walked away and avoided the whole thing. Okay. This morning we're taking a look at the upside. So at least at least he said that. Yeah, I, I you think know? you showed uh, Nick Sandman a lot of respect by calling him a gentleman. Let's yes. just start there. Right. More respect, perhaps, than mm-hmm. he showed um, this uh, gentleman in this incident. Nathan Phillips is his name. And he yeah. keeps calling him Mr. Phillips, so that's mm-hmm. good. Yes. Um, it's... <laughs> It's super interesting for lots of reasons. Sure. This whole scene, right? Yeah. Because you can see we've all been in these situations. I know I have in high school or junior high or even as an adult where groups of kids get together sometimes and they don't display their best behavior. Sure. They tend to be like wolves, to be honest. Yeah. And you sometimes are on the I've been on the involved in that end and I've been on the receiving end, too. That happens. What's also unfortunate is that these kids are apparently chaperoneless. Oh yeah, because well, that yeah. seems a little odd. Yeah. Then we have this whole media cycle, which takes this incident and mm-hmm. has the one frame and tries to ascribe a story to the one frame. Mm-hmm. Then more frames come out. Yeah. And um, give more context to the story, both on all sides, I think, actually. It gave a little more context to what was happening in that moment. 
but also in some respects confirmed some of the thoughts I already had. Right. But I did. I was interested to hear from Mr. Phillips, too, who said that he was trying to also defuse what was a negative situation. I believe that the kids were being taunted, too, as well. I believe it was a racially charged situation for everyone. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um. So it's all just super interesting. What I'm having a really hard time with in just this clip and reading the kid's statement is, first of all, his family has hired a PR firm. Yes. I don't necessarily know as a parent because I wouldn't want my kid to be experiencing this complete backlash of every everyone's political racist racism feelings yes. all rolled up into my kid's, <laughs> you know, way he reacted to this event. Yeah. But that said... This PR company, having been hired, doesn't appear to be earning their money. No. They don't appear to be doing a very good job. I don't have a lot of um, sympathy. I have empathy. I do, too. Yeah, there's two. that's two different things, for but sure. But I don't have a lot of sympathy. Because no. I think the more the kid is protesting what this was, and the more that you see these videos, and there's videos now of all sides, mm-hmm. it just feels like if... It feels like a situation where you shouldn't be there. You, anyone could see that that situation is getting kind of out of control. Yeah. I don't think he has, you know, he's talking, I have a right to stand there. Yes, sir, you do have a right to stand there. But you don't have a right to be an asshole. Yeah. You just don't. (laughs) Okay. That's a fair assessment for all involved. So there's that. Yes. So so the thing that I want to know is, are they ever going to show me are they ever going to show me the adults that were there and the chaperones? You know, I don't, that's my thing. I that's what I want to. I want to talk to them because there was a group of adults that were with these boys from Covington priests. I think if we're, oh. I mean, I think they were priests from the from the school. Yeah, and and parents, and I I think that they allowed them to get involved in that, and that is where I say, as a Catholic, and oh, I, I say. Why? What, yeah. what? What good is that doing them? And I felt I'm, like they could. They failed on the part of protecting them. They failed on the part of protecting I think them. They could have protected because now, again, once again, no matter how you feel about it, he's still by himself having to explain this huge situation. Yes. And I feel like as an adult, if you are charged with taking care of kids, like they should have been in the front, going, "Nope, we're doing this." And yeah, you guys, they should have been and, delegating and, and for me, as just it with is workable possible, kids. like that. They're like Washington and these areas are smaller places than you think. Yes. So it's very possible that they're this contingent is walking to their bus Mm -hmm. and they're walking through. I mean, there's always people out there protesting and all this stuff happening. So let's just give the parents or the chaperones the benefit of the doubt for one second. Mm -hmm. But that said, what about now? What about today? So what I, I don't. I don't fault Savannah Guthrie for talking to this kid. Right. I think and it's a news story. A she's covering the news. Yes, yes. What what I think is interesting is that his position isn't, gee, this was a really charged situation. I was in this situation. I didn't react in the way that um, maybe seems okay to you, but there was more context to the story. 
He's basically just like, no. I- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I had a right to stand there, and it is my right to stand there, and I'd love to talk to this man. I, I don't know. What would you say to any any person deserves just human decency and yes. respect? And, and respect, and I don't feel like in those moments from viewing any video it, uh, that, that they were given respect, and I think that they could have been egged on to be in that situation but why didn't the parents and the chaperones step in and say this is not the way we behave as christians you know or just okay to protest but just like they were they were mocking them and chanting and 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 making fun of them there's that is clear (laughs) and it infuriates me that that was allowed to happen it's just this is and I feel like some protection could have been done for all the adults involved. I, I just, understand I, in the situation. I just feel like the, the, there was a group that was attacking and saying mean things to the young men. At that point, adults should have came in. Right, and I saw no adults intervening or separating the kids. That's what frustrates me is I feel like I feel like I feel like the, there were adults and there were children in this situation. Yes. And adults were speaking uh, negatively to children and I didn't see anybody intervene. No. And that's that's for me that's what frustrates me. And I feel like that's what let this escalate to where to no adults were saying, we're not doing that. We're going over here. We're over here for this. This is our business. We're doing this. And how how yeah. hard is it to just apologize? Well yeah, yes, I mean to well. just say, you know what? <laughs> it all comes down to this. the adults. Yeah. It's maybe not what it seems, but even if all of that said, I really apologize to this man. He served our country. He's he a veteran. I appreciate him representing our country absolutely okay so that's how we feel about it if you want (laughs) to tell us how you feel we're absolutely open to that at Uh, stephanie's dish my talk 1071 everything entertainment it's 632 uh it's 15 degrees but feels like four degrees out there um and be careful on the roads people are still kind of driving crazy i have stephanie hansen in the studio with me and sonny controlling everything over there and what a relief it is to not have to do that for once. Thank you, Sonny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, we're moving on to, uh, we had to bring up an issue. Uh, once again, if you just joined us, we were talking about um, this situation with the young gentleman in Washington, D.C. Nick Sandman is the main kid here who's going to be featured on the Today Show. You can check that out and the interview with him, the full interview before you make judgments with Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show today. All right. Um, so Glenn Close is nominated as Best Actress, and she wants everybody to know that as a 71-year-old, she is still sexual and eager to have sex. Eager. Yeah, eager, which I love yeah. the yeah. titles of some of these. I mean, they really do hook you in, uh, these articles. So what did you take away from from reading that? Okay, so Glenn Close is 71. She was nominated for an Oscar for her performance in The Wife, where she plays a woman overshadowed by her husband, who is an author. Um, the movie is, uh, it's very well done. She Did you does see a it? great job. Yep. Oh, great. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that like this is the Oscar winning performance, but I sometimes feel like that about a lot of the Oscar performances. 
Um, she certainly did a great job, and I think she's a great actress. Uh, what she spoke to, though, is she said that one of the great myths as you age is that you lose your sexuality. She's been married three times. Yeah. Um, she is saying that uh, when you do a sex scene and you're older, mm-hmm. she was like she had to come at it with her, her co-star. And she said they're both very professional about it. Like, OK, we're pros. We've been doing this a long time. Let's just get get down to it. <laughs> get down to it. Yeah. She said she feels as free and as creative and as sexually eager as ever, <laughs> which maybe is more than I needed to know. Her fourth. Oh, she's been married four times. I only thought she was married three, three times, four times. Uh, so the fourth marriage ended in 2015. She said, and it's ironic, and this is the part of all this article that I love. She said, it's ironic because I'm thinking, how much time do I have left now? There are so many, yeah, yeah. There are so many things I'm interested in doing, and it's one of those ironies. I suppose that sometimes we start feeling comfortable in our own skin late in our lives, but hopefully with enough time to benefit from it. So she's like, oh, there's still things I haven't done, and maybe with the right partner, we can get it going on. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. always excited when an OG says that they're sexual and eager. Yeah, it's I an know. exciting thing for a younger woman. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, let's just, men. Men at 71 have like, they're in their prime because the little blue pill. Yeah. When we can finally get our little pink pill, which hasn't happened yet, but I still have hope that one day some will come. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, men that are older or that are marrying younger and having to stay sexually active longer, mm-hmm. like we don't bat an eye. Right. I just, I don't know if I want to hear about it. I'll be honest. Um, but I loved reading the article. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then it led me to watching the trailer for The Wife. And I totally want to see this movie. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is about a woman who basically spends a long time in her married life supplicating to her husband. Right. Right. And what that feels like. And um, you can just sort of sense the seething rage underneath. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. So uh, that's actually you can still see that at some theaters. I looked it up last night. Yeah, uh, in the, the White Cities. It's called. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so now, getting back to a previous conversation that has nothing to do with being sexually eager. <laughs> Stephanie Hansen. We have to always talk to her about food because she hosts the Weekly Dish on the weekends here at My Talk. Also, the podcast. What's your podcast called? Uh, just Weekly Dish. Second weekly- Helpings. Okay, Second Helpings. Yes. Um, so you have some neuroses about ordering at a deli <laughs> i do i sometimes okay i love food so yeah. when i'm faced with lots of choices about food yeah this can happen at a food court it can happen at a deli it can happen at like a restaurant like cheesecake factory or crave or somewhere where there's like 52 pages of menu <laughs> items yeah yeah i get panicked and I get like where I want everything so I can't decide. What is your sign? Are you a Libra? I'm a Gemini. Okay. All right. Too many choices. Uh-huh. I want them all. Uh-huh. I get very excited, but it can quickly lead to like stress. Sure. And I've actually had one incident where <laughs> I started crying and couldn't decide. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> no, is this a, a deli where you're you're walking up and you're ordering yes. there in the moment? You're not sitting down first with a menu. No. It's gotcha. where I'm like, I'm I've had a number, I'm waiting in line. Panic ensues. The whole time I'm panicking. I'm mm-hmm. and then it's like my turn and I'm like <laughs> and I panic order a lot. And my husband's funny because he's like, you panic order, didn't you? Like, yep. 
I just like everything looks good and I can't decide. I am exactly the same way. Really? Yes. And I will actually, if I know where I'm going, I try to be more free. But if I know where I'm going, I will look up the menu online in advance. That's so smart. And I never do that. I yeah. should. Even in the car, on the way, I'm like, okay, I got to, because I don't want to have that anxiety. That Sometimes I just about. order two things, Dawn, because I can't decide. <laughs> Or yeah. like my husband, my family used to call me side order Hanson. Yeah. And it's true. Like even now, if I split something with my husband, which we're trying to split more because it's just so much food all the time. Yeah. I can't just like if we're going to split a sandwich. Yeah. I can't just like get that. I have to get like a soup sure. or I have to get the side salad so or I have, have to get like the wings thing. in advance. I don't know. I just can't like, he goes, can you ever just split anything and not order something else? I'm like, no, I don't think I can. I don't know why. <laughs> I just feel like one thing, like how can we just order one thing? Yeah, I, I totally get that for sure. I'm always looking at the appetizer menu first and see, can I order three different? A- oh, then I'm going to look like a pig, you know? Okay. And the appetizers in a, this is the secret here. My mother-in-law does this. She only orders appetizers because they're typically smaller portions. Sure. The appetizers are always delicious. Yes. I get stuck on the appetizers too. And I want something in the appetizer, but then I'm like, I don't think it's going to be big enough for my gigantic for my appetizer. Whole meal, so so then I have to get it. something else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, funny. I think that my neurosis is, um, and, and I've talked about this on the air. Uh, I am for some reason, which this is the opposite of you. I am, um, embarrassed about descriptive words about food it embarrasses me huh and so, so if i say something is like oh no. the meat had an unctuous feel <laughs> if it can just be used for food i don't know why but i get embarrassed and i hide it a lot because of course the waiter's going to come up to you the server is going to give you the special and go through the entire you know how they made it that it was you know hand-picked chicken and everything and i just sit there and i go "Uh uh-huh and i have a poker face i can definitely get through that but it's when just like in conversation friends describe you know they'll say like saucy or the d word which is (laughs) delicious i can't it makes me my face gets red i don't know what this is okay you could not eat at my house because one of the funny things in our family is my daughter and she got it from me yeah if she's eating anywhere, she'll be like, this is so delicious. She says it over and over. And now when she says it, everybody looks at each other and goes, it's delicious. Like, cause she's only 20 and she's been doing this yeah. since she was a little kid. Like, yeah. this is so delicious. She has all those words. You would just be so uncomfortable. My friends know this about me. So they will leave voicemails and they'll read a menu to me, like especially the dessert menu. Yeah. And, and they'll do it in a very like luscious. Like they always use the word luscious with topped, cheesecake topped and drizzle. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just like it doesn't make me it just makes me giggle like it makes me feel embarrassed in a, in a funny little way. So that's my little like because they're sexual kind like, of, connotations. Yeah. It's kind of like a sexual Hilarious. thing. Food and sex is just I, I don't know. It's just, it's funny to me. It's one of my little quirks. So. I feel that way about the word slippery. <laughs> slippery. I, if someone's like, and the slippery seal, or I'm just like, oh, slippery. <laughs> don't like that word. <laughs> oh my God. Sonny, do you have any weird things that, uh, about ordering or, or food or any neurosis when it comes to? The only thing that people complain about. <laughs> 
about me is my ordering. I'm I'm always the last to order. Uh-huh. My fiance hates that I <laughs> that I ask questions like, "Does this come with cheese?" Or, yeah. or he he hates that I you know the per- the person that they complain about the most at the drive through. I I have questions. I want to know what's in the uh, burger. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to know. Yes, I, it's worse though if you don't ask those questions yeah. and then it comes with like some random thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I feel like the when I go to the draft, that's my time to talk. I don't see why I can't use my time. <laughs> or how about like, is the cheese sauce homemade? Yeah. I asked that this weekend, and my husband was like. Of course it's not homemade. It's cheese sauce. Yeah, they got it from the Cisco truck and it was frozen and they yes. yes. Oh like, my what gosh. What are you talking about? Oh, hysterical. All right. Uh well coming up next, we're gonna talk about Anne Hathaway made a big statement about what she's gonna do for the next sixteen years. We will oh. tell you all about that coming up on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Stephanie Hansen, Don McLean, and Sonny in the studio here with you today. Jason is still uh, recovering and Alexis is in Puerto Rico. We got a funny tweet. Did we? <laughs> yeah, someone else panic orders. It's a woman's <laughs> husband and he hates chorizo and he always orders things with chorizo. That's become a running joke. You going to order the chorizo platter? <laughs> oh my God. That's hysterical. Panic ordering. It's a thing. It you is just a get, thing. Especially at delis when you're in line and you're like, I got to know uh, now. Yes. Yes. I will stand back and go, just go ahead of me. I can't. Or yeah. even the waitress, like, or Waitron coming by. Yeah. Trons. Is that the, like, gender neutral term? Waitron? Yeah. The Trons. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's like, are you ready to order? And I'm like, <laughs> no. No, I'm not. It's so funny because it's like, what's it going to hurt if you order something you don't really like? I do that all the time. And then I like sit and look at my husband's that I probably should have ordered because we can't ever order the same thing either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I'm with someone and we're going to order the same thing. I'm like, we can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I should share food more. I like that idea. Like I'll have, you can have half of mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. When you have a significant other that reads your mind, you can do that. Yes. <laughs> After 26 years, that's one of the benefits. Oh. Then, of course, I have to years. order the soup or whatever. Yes. Okay. Um, Anne Hathaway bugs you a lot. Yeah, she does. I mean, and I feel the same way about Jennifer Lawrence. Can't stand her. Okay. And I don't know her. And I hate Ooh, to say I do that because I like I don't, Jennifer Lawrence. I don't. I. I just mm, what she puts out there. And but Anne Hathaway, I can see how she's a little cringeworthy. Tell us what. I, uh, she's you, she's almost cringeworthy to me because she's so like America's darling. Mm. You know what I mean? So then that's not a it's not her fault that she became America's darling. Yeah. I do think she's a really good actress. Sure. Um, she had a child. And I part of why I think this whole thing bugs me so much is maybe because I see myself in it. So she had a child. Of course, anything that bugs you, you have to is look a, at a yourself. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so she was on the Ellen DeGeneres show and she was talking about filming uh, this movie Serenity in Mauritius. And she was filming it with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And that would be McConaughey, <laughs> who is known for having uh, smoked a little bit of weed in his life and yeah. probably drank a lot of liquor. Yeah. And they and still looks great. Yeah, he uh, he and her and some of the cast members apparently spent time at a number of the rum bars on the island of Mauritius. Um, when she talked about the this on the Ellen DeGeneres show, she Ellen said, like, well, how did you like it? And she was like, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. So apparently she drank enough that she couldn't remember all the things that happened. <laughs> um, she said the next day she had a meeting with the director and she just was hungover and not feeling very good. Yeah. So she said after that experience, she's going to stop drinking. 
And she's going to stay sober until her two-year-old son, Jonathan, turns 18. Now, fine. Having been there once or twice and drank, you have like such horrible remorse after a situation like that because (laughs) you let yourself get out of control. And that's embarrassing. Yeah. Not wanting to have that experience in front of your child or feeling like maybe that's a possibility and you want to nip that in the bud again. No problem. Yeah. What she says is she says, I'm going to stop drinking while my son is in the house because I just don't totally love the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And he's getting to an age where he really does need me all the time in the mornings. Okay. Um, I did one school run one day where I dropped him off at school and I wasn't driving, but I was hungover and that was enough for me. I didn't love that one. Okay. So I guess what I don't like about it is like, she's like saying, I think I have this issue, but I'm going to postpone it until my kid is 18 and then go back to my issue. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, yes. wait, you're doing this for your kid. And so now your kid's going to read this in the media when he's older than two and be like, oh, the reason my mom doesn't <laughs> drink is because she couldn't handle getting up with me in the mornings, not being completely sober. For sure. You know, it's just it's such a weird way that she listen, phrased the whole thing. Listen, it, somebody going to tell her there's a slight chance she's going to pick that drink back up when I they turn teenagers. That is what. <laughs> yes, that is what I wanted to say, Sonny. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. If she. I get it. It's, a, it's As an you have a teenager, admirable goal. Yes. But she might need to take a sip. And then if she does <laughs> for the next 16 years, people are going to be watching her. If she goes yeah. out to a restaurant, the paparazzi are there. She has a glass of wine. Maybe she doesn't. Sonny, how old do you have kids? I have one daughter. She's 14 years old. Okay. So that's drinking time. That and is, I listen, didn't even really start drinking until I had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh wine, my yeah. How about two? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do support the fact that she, because uh, I've been there as well. Like I was, didn't drink for four years after one night where I was like, well, that was dumb. Oh, you know? the shame spiral yeah, is bad. And, and, you know, I was stupid and slurring and you know uh, my friend was visiting he was from had went out to LA to uh, you know go live and be an actor anyway just good friends but we had this night where we were drinking so much we stayed at um, I was a theater and dance major and we were staying at my ex teacher's house okay anyway he couldn't find the key we took a cab there we had to go through the dog door because (laughs) and he's a pilates instructor and a yoga instructor and so he's really bendy and so the dog door is pretty big so he had to crawl through i got stuck in the dog door this is all after a bad night of drinking you know i just i and i felt so bad the next day i felt sick and it was like i am too old to do this yeah so i had then i was also doing crossfit and working out a lot i'm like i just need to not drink and i didn't for four years yeah you know uh, and so then now I'm getting back to that. I've, I haven't had a drink in like three months, but I, so I do support, I understand yeah. that whole thing. It's just cause I don't feel as good, but I don't think I'm going to commit to saying that I won't ever drink again. Cause I just think that that's dangerous. And I feel bad for her because she's under the microscope because sure. of people like me that are so judgy about her. Mm-hmm. Just the way she says stuff. It's like, just do your life. Right. Yeah. Like, I was thinking why she couldn't just. I mean, never mind. Yeah, she could just say like, oh, yeah, I t- tied one on with Matthew McConaughey and it wasn't my proudest moment. And everyone would be relatable to that. Right. And say, I'm not going to drink for a while. But mm-hmm. to make the whole broad statement that while my child is I'm rearing my child, it's and a little to pretentious. Specifically say. And the reason is because I can't get up in the morning and function like, whoa, that might Though, be a bigger problem. Have you ever this, this was a horrible like we had the time where we didn't communicate about who was picking our daughter up. Oh, and I was at a happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> and 
<laughs> I got the call oh. like, oh, you have to go get her. Uh-huh. So I, I don't, I wasn't, I was totally able to drive. So sure. I think I'd had one drink, but I still smelled like vodka, right? And I'm going <laughs> yeah. to pick up my kid at the daycare. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a priceless moment. That's a Super real Super mother moment. of the year there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, and yeah, just like you said, Sonny, those teenage years, you know, when people tell me how old their kids are, mm-hmm. I'm like, I okay, I want to warn you. There's a period of time probably oh, between man. 15 and 17 where it's rough. I think people think I don't like my daughter because I am just like, she's 20 now and we're just coming out of it Mm -hmm. where she can finally see me as a person and I can see her as a person and it's not this total controlling just because they do hate you for a while no matter how good of a job you do and how much you nurture them and try to talk to them about you know they don't you're the enemy and you just have to oh corners i'm like i fed you yes (laughs) who raised you feels bad because you want you want a different relationship than you're having yeah Mm -hmm. for sure so you'll make it through just keep trying if you're out there just keep a little fifth over on the side (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) don't completely give it up yet because you're not through the bad Two shot glasses for mom and dad. It's going to be a little rough. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, coming up in the next hour, millennial burnout. What is that all about? And um, if you think you're a great photographer and you want to take some pictures with your iPhone, they have a contest for you. And it kind of ties in with this whole millennial talk and why they're burnt out. That's coming up next on My Talk 107.1.